Do you feel maxed out on time, but your vision is not? Ever wish you could clone yourself, but don't know how? Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. I'm Samantha Riley, host of the Influence by Design podcast. And I'm Melanie Benson, host of the Amplifier Success podcast. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. What got you here won't get you there. It's time to uncover the micro shifts required to take your income, influence, and impact to the next level. I'm Melanie Benson. And I'm Samantha Riley. And this is our weekly show for experts and business leaders who are influencing people's decisions to make a greater impact and shatter their revenue goals in the process. Welcome to the Next Level Influence Show. Now let's get started. And Sam, today... I'm excited for this conversation because we're going to share some of our insider secrets to cloning yourself through <laughs> automation uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, something that comes up a lot in our peer groups. And even, you know, with our clients is I, I'm like, I'm out, like I can't do anymore. I'm feeling overwhelmed. And we start to look for ways to keep growing without adding more hours to our schedule this during the week. Absolutely. I'm sure that we're not the only two people where we know that we're not the only two people that get to a point where we're like, we just want to clean ourselves. So today we're going to talk about how we do that because we actually can, not in a literal sense, but we can put processes together in our business so that we can get more time for ourselves. Yeah. And we were talking about it's like, I don't think there's just like one linear path to cloning yourself. And so big picture, there's three things that we both look at in our own business and we're working with clients to clone yourself. And you want to kind of max out on each one before you go to the third one. And the first one's automation. We're going to talk about that today in a bigger deep dive, but also is delegation, which we've talked Mm -hmm. a little bit about on the show already. And we'll probably cover again in the future, especially the delegation as it pertains to growing and getting out of those bottlenecks. But the Mm -hmm. third one, and this is true cloning, is when you can start hiring mini-me's, somebody who's just like you that can deliver your services or replace you in key roles inside the company. And that to me, Sam, and tell me if you see this differently, but I see that as kind of the the last stage. Like most of us aren't going to lead with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the way that you mentioned it just then is definitely the way that we have stepped it out in our company so it makes sense. Yeah, we'll do a whole episode on that one because that's exciting, but very specific and strategic steps you want to take on that. Definitely. So let's talk about some of the obvious things we should be automating in our business. And then we'll get into some of maybe the less obvious things and how you really need to be effective with that automation to make sure it's working for you. Totally. And I think when we talk about automation, I find that a lot of people just purely think about automated emails to nurture their list. So having a lead come in, maybe opt in for your free resource and having some automated sequence that follows on from that. And I feel like a lot of people only think about that in automation. Well, that is definitely the very first thing I automated in my business, but there's so much more and so much that you can do with or use with your CRM. So what are some of the other ways that you automate with your CRM, Melanie? Well, we're power users and, and CRM, just in case that's not a term you're familiar with as customer relationship manager, we use a very robust 
tool, formerly called Infusionsoft, now called Keep. And we automate like entire campaigns where if somebody starts someplace with us, we can automate an entire sequence of all kinds of like interactions, emails, calls, cards going out. So there's a lot that we we automate in terms of making sure we're touching a interested party or a new client so that it doesn't require a human to manually touch it where it might break down. So mm-hmm. we're using a lot of, we're like power using the features there, but we don't so use it just, for sales. Uh-huh. Let me just go back because you said cards. So just to really clarify this, you're using your CRM to send physical things in the mail. You can. The way we use it is is it triggers a task. This is a human point where we triggers a task for my assistant to send out a card through Mm -hmm. our card mailing system. Mm -hmm. There are some companies that you can automate. We're just not using that one, but the the functionality is there. We're just not doing that. Yeah, totally. Awesome. So some of the other things that we use our CRM for are automating just touch points for our collaboration partners and referral partners, affiliates, because, you know, if we're not showing up in people's worlds every day, they forget about us because we're all really busy. So it's about automating the touch points to say, hey, I'm still here. How are you going? What's going on? So that's one of the other things that we use our CRM for. And we also use triggers so that it, uh, exactly like you were saying with sending out so that we can do different touch points with clients, maybe send them text messages. We use Entreport for our CRM and we can't text because that functionality isn't available in Australia. So it will send us notes to send text messages. We do use that feature in Keep. It's fantastic. Again, it's plugins. And this is where we'll get into this a little bit more is like understanding the right tech combinations, because sometimes you're hooking technology together to automate Mm -hmm. and it can Mm -hmm. get a little big brain as the uh, millennials (laughs) like to call it. (laughs) But I think it's something that really understanding how, where you can keep pushing the limits of certain technology by adding technology together, using things like what Zapier. Zapier, mm-hmm. Zapier, however oh you want to say goodness, it. One of my favorite, favorite. so it. many things we use that for to hook technology together. But oh. okay. So anything mm. else that's exciting about what you're doing with your CRM and emails that we Ooh, should probably call I, out? I can't think of anything at the minute because I know we're going to talk about something else in a little bit. So I'm going to save it. Okay. Let's jump into social media because this is another area that we can automate. Obviously, Scheduling our posts, again, is the most obvious thing that people think of for automating. But how else do you automate in your social media? Well, again, there's a lot of tech here that can be used. And we've been experimenting. And we've had some fails, but we've also had some real wins with direct message automations. Mm -hmm. And I will say there are some schools of thought that say, don't do that at all. What Mm -hmm. we're trying to do is set up tech where we are touching, connecting with somebody and then seeing what it is that they need and want to go from there. So Mm -hmm. Instagram, from what I understand, you don't want to automate, (laughs) but Facebook page, we've been having a surge of people coming into my Facebook page and into our Facebook group. And so we're finding that if we can automate some first point of connection, 
it goes a long way towards opening up conversation and creating a connection that may not be there. They don't get that first connection point. What I love about what you just said, and I think this is really important, is to understand that we're using tech alongside actual real life conversations with people. So I love automation. I'm a huge fan of it, but I'm, however, not a fan of having a company that comes across like a robot. So I love that you're talking then about using tech to start things off, but then where real humans are taking that conversation over. And I think that's something that people should take away. And I want to just say here, this was a lesson learned. I didn't do this well in the beginning. So I apologize to anybody that got the old version. (laughs) But I find that some people like to try to do this shortcut of, hey, nice to meet you. By the way, come get on in my group or you might want this, right? And I think what I've learned, and I also think the terrain of direct messaging has transformed in the last two Mm -hmm. years. It has. And I think that people are very offended by that and it's off-putting instead of welcoming and and warming them up. And so I say, start really simple. Hey, so nice to meet you. I'd love to know like what's something you're learning right now or what's something, you know, something that's like a conversation opener rather than just like, Hey, go do this thing and get on my list, which Mm -hmm. nobody wants. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. epic fail to breakthrough. (laughs) Totally. And you know what we're all learning. I look back at some of my messages and, and do the big face palm moment. We all learn. I've certainly done it as well. But also just on that, before we move on, be really aware of the questions that you're sending people and don't just blindly copy some of the DMs that are going around right now. Like really think about how do I want people in my world to feel and then try and replicate that. So Boom. Mic drop moment. (laughs) I don't want to derail, but let me just say, I was in an entire conversation in a Twitter chat with one of my clients on Monday. And this was the whole thing. You would not believe how many people were like, if somebody direct pitches me in a DM before we've really built a relationship, I'm out. Game over. Connection is ended. So Yeah, we probably should do a whole episode on that one, too. Absolutely. Let's do that because I'm making a note for the future. Very close (laughs) to my heart. (laughs) All right, let's move on. What's something else that we automate that a lot of people don't think of this? And that's onboarding new clients. And I'm a big fan of this one because I think that when a new client comes on, if you don't have some automated touch points, A lot of times what can happen is your new client can feel a little bit lost, alone, like what am I doing? And this is when buyer's remorse can really come in. So I think this is one of the most important things to automate to make sure that our new clients are feeling safe. So we onboard email messages of here's the link to the Facebook group. Here's the link to my calendar to book in your onboarding session. Here's a workbook for you to download and just, you know, get the lay of the land. Here is, you know, we have another email coming from my team saying, you know, welcome to the genies. So we've got a lot of automations there and then a little message that comes to us so that we can package up a parcel and send that in the mail. So all of these things are automated. And I think that this is probably one of my favorite automations because it changes the feel of that customer journey. Totally agree. We do something similar and I think it's super effective. Of All right, we have a lot do. I want to cover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to add to it. That was totally complete. It's definitely uh, 
something that not enough people are doing. And you know what? Surprisingly, this last one is also something not enough people are putting this tech in place. And it surprises me. And that's a booking calendar. Mm. This I is mean, so easy. It's, and it's so easy. It makes so much sense to just send a link to your calendar for so many different reasons. You're not playing email tennis, you know, going backwards and forwards. Yeah. There isn't mistakes made with time zone differences. It's just so easy. That is my number one reason to do a calendar is I work with people all over the world. And one of the biggest breakdown points that had happened was when my assistant thinking she was doing a good job, my old assistant, not my current one, you know, she would like schedule and then she wouldn't clarify the time zone. And then somebody mm -hmm. ends up unhappy. I'm like, do mm -hmm. not schedule anybody if it's not in the calendaring tool. Absolutely. So, there's a lot to choose from. I'll just say that my favorite that I use is Acuity for a variety of reasons, which I won't get into here, but I like the synchronizations with, we synchronize it to my Google calendar, which my Google calendar pushes to my phone. So mm -hmm. it is on all of my environments that might affect me. What are you guys using? And tell us what you're using Calendly. And this was okay. just because I needed to move really quickly and I didn't have time to research a lot. And I knew that it was ticking a lot of the boxes because I was previously using time trade and it was not working for us well at all. Yeah. So I chose Calendly because I wanted something that I could just implement today. I am actually pretty happy with it for all the reasons you said. And I also think that it's really great to not just sync up the calendar, but sync up text message reminders as well. So that the people that are booked into your calendar don't just get an email reminder, but they also get a text reminder as well. Really yeah. good for especially sales calls. And I think Calendly is a little bit simpler to use than Acuity, just for the record. So uh, we'll link those up in the show notes so that you can reference back if you're looking for a great calendaring tool. So let's talk about when you know it's time to automate or you're going to automate better, what are the key things you need to do to get the most out of automation? And maybe even like, Sam, I think this is why people try to automate and it breaks down or they're not maximizing themselves in the automation, what's the first thing they need to do? Yeah, totally. So I think the very first thing that people need to look at is what is the process that you're trying to create? And that process needs to be recorded. It doesn't matter how it's recorded. There's many different ways you can record your processes using some sort of screen capture software like Loom that captures on video, or it could be a spreadsheet, it could be just a plain text document. It doesn't really matter how you're recording it, but you do need to record your processes so that anyone can have a law to be able to replicate what you're doing. I would agree 100%. And I will just say part of the reason why automation breaks down is because some people interpret the technology and the systems very differently. And so you want to make clear how you're going to use them. Here's a perfect case in point. We just started using Streak, which is a Google Chrome plugin for Gmail because we get flooded with emails and we were having things kind of drop because we didn't have a way for everyone on the team to see what was happening. And as we started to use it, we realized there's like 70 different ways we can use this. So we created a process for how we're going to use the tech so that everybody mm. knows how to do it. And they're not getting bogged down with where am I supposed to put this? What is this supposed to look like? Big lesson learned for us over time. And I'm glad you said that one. 
I would also say that another piece of automating effectively is make sure you're using the right tech for you and your team Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. size of business you are. Mm -hmm. So a great example is a lot of people ask me like what kind of project management or task management tool we use. I use something called Podio. And a lot of people were saying, oh, how do I use that? And I'm like, don't. It's way too much tech for your business right now. (laughs) Use Mm. something simple like Trello or uh, there's Asana. There's several very Mm -hmm, simple mm -hmm. ones that I think anyone can use. So understanding the right tech for where you're at, what you need to accomplish, and your budget is super important. Also making sure you're not using tech that's bad fit. Like I had a client one time that was using Basecamp for project management, Sam. And I'm like, why? This is not project management system. (laughs) And it was more of a task tool, a task manager. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you need to just make sure you're using the right tech. Totally. And also tech that suits you. Don't copy what other people are using and then have it not suit you. I know that Asana is something that a lot of people use. It's a great project management tool. I don't enjoy using it. To me, it made no sense, which is why we use Trello. It's a lot more visual. That's the way my brain works. It was great for us to start. We have recently moved to Airtable, which is fabulous, which actually isn't technically a project management tool, but is working for us. So start to think about not just what the tools are, but what makes sense for you personally. Because if you don't enjoy using a tool, then you won't use it. And then it's totally, I can't, can't even think of a word. It's no point. <laughs> it's, it's useless. It's basically busy work. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. I love it. Okay. Well, we've covered a lot of terrain. I'd love to hear, Sam, what, what would be a resource that would help people kind of take this to the next level that you've got on in your business that you could offer people? Absolutely. I've got a, a resource called the Million Dollar Plan. And this is to help you discover the nine key growth areas that you can use to give you more income and more freedom in your business, which is what we've been talking about today. And you can get mm-hmm. that at samanthariley.global forward slash plan. And Melanie, what have you got in your magic bag of tricks today? <laughs> well, I'm glad you're giving the million dollar plan because I love that resource. The one that I think is a great compliment to what we talked about today is I have a very simple one page guide of what is the right thing that you should be automating and outsourcing at each stage of your growth? So you really understand where do I need to focus based on where I'm at right now? If you go to hireforgrowthguide.com, that is available to you. And it's super easy, just one sheet. Just think of it like you're going to tack it up on your wall, keep it as a little blueprint of where am I at? What do I need to be doing next? So Love it. Sam, I love this conversation. I love talking about what's really going to help people go to that next level. Automation, one of my favorite things on the planet. So if you've had an aha or a tip as you're learning with us today, and I would love to hear it, just post it in the comments. Uh, We want to know what you're taking away from this. Can you put something in action? Or maybe you know somebody who is maxed out and they really need to clone themselves. Be their hero and share this episode with them today. And hey, if we're not friends yet, I would love to stay connected. Come follow me on this platform and make sure you're also following Sam too. We do these every week and I don't want you to miss out. Sam, anything you want to say as we wrap up today? No, I think I'm all good. Otherwise, we're going to end up down another rabbit hole because this is one of my favorite topics also. I think we've shared a lot of tips and yeah, I would love to hear from you if you're watching what you got out of this. 
All right. See you next week. Ciao. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level Influence. Before you go, would you subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player? We'd love to know what your greatest takeaway was from today's episode. Take a screenshot of the show and share with us on social. And be sure to tag us too so we can connect. Tune in next week for another Next Level Influence episode. Yeah.